0: It's too quiet. Without the sound of the waterfall, it's, it's just me. My breathing, my feet on the rocks. Ivy can probably hear my heartbeat. Oh, I know it's here. I saw it. It's just a little further. Almost there. Catwoman. Lonely City. Art and story by Cliff Chang. In the beginning, there was nothing. Then there were comic books. Once you enter our world, there is no escape. Comic Exposure begins in 3, two, 1.
1: Welcome to the Comic Exposure Podcast. My name is Josh. And with me is my leather clad burglar, the one,
0: the scantily leather clad burglar, the one, the only. Josh, that was a perfect introduction. I am cattered, I mean, flattered. I mean, I am Travis Ratz here. (laughs) All right, on the podcast, you are listening to the Comic Exposure Podcast, where
1: Travis and I dive deep into graphic novels or trades, or we talk about what's going on in the world of nerddom or what we've been reading, or really whatever we want to talk about. This is a reason, an excuse. For friends to talk, and and uh, on this episode, we have a guest for our book today, uh, Doctor Dan. Doctor Dan, say hello.
2: Hello. All it's right, great
1: we got you back, Doctor Dan. We're glad to have you back. Dan is on the show, and we often like to have Dan
0: on. Hey, Josh, I, I feel photos. like you 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 really undersold his nom de plume.
1: Doctor Dan, the Batman fan, there is, it is.
0: On, on the show today.
1: We have Dan. We have Dan on when we like to, we talk Batman books, and Dan is our favorite person to have on for
0: Batman books because he's a big Batman fan. If you were to go uh, back like into the archives of Comic Exposure and look up, any, yeah, maybe you you hate comics but you love Batman and you love Comic Exposure when they talk about Batman, then you you know Dan the Batman fan because he has been <laughs> on just about every dang near episode of Batman we have talked about.
1: Yeah, and, and we have Dan on this episode with us to talk Catwoman Lonely City, a, a DC black label book written, drawn, colored, and lettered. The whole darn thing by Cliff Shang. The whole kitten kaboom. The lettering Lawrence. is Cliff kind Chang. of an
0: important extra addition to the, uh, you know, auteur comic. Uh... Yeah, like it is.
1: He did the whole gosh darn thing. And uh, put it all together. And so we're talking about that book today. Uh, Travis, can you do me a favor? Can, you, mm-hmm. can mm-hmm. you just, can you give us a quick play-by-play what Catwoman Lonely City is about?
0: Sure, Josh. I'd love to. Uh, so Catwoman Lonely City is a black label book. So that means we're out of the universe. We're in a new universe. And in this universe, Batman has died, Josh. Spoilers. Oh, no. Spoilers. Don't tell Dan. He died on a <laughs> night... On a night called Fool's Night, and Fool's Night yes. was a big night in this universe because not only did Batman die and Nightwing die, I think Baby Robin died. A lot of them died. A lot of them died. Your your whole Bat family died. And did the uh, Joker die? The Joker the died. Joker died. Joker died. The Joker yes. died.
2: Um,
0: tight. Okay. Um, Commissioner Gordon. Missing. Commissioner Gordon had died uh, uh, a little bit before that. Previously. So yeah, exactly. So this is. Uh, Catwoman gets sent to jail for, uh, step in here for the, the how many the death, years? The death of Batman how many many for 10 years? No. I want to say it's 10 years. Okay. All right. 10, so 10 years, 10, years. 10, 10 yeah. years. And she gets out of jail. So, uh, Lonely City follows when Catwoman gets back out of jail. And Catwoman, when she gets back out of jail, she's a, she is not the same Catwoman as we used to know Josh and Dan. She no, is she's a little a aged. Middle-aged. Um, a um, middle-aged, but la- latter middle-aged. Yeah, peppered yes. yeah. yeah she's yeah. got
1: bad she's got bad knees to do for a hip replacement i'd say late 50s late what's
0: 50s? What, what is what you, that store what you say there, that what's the store that they have at all malls now that sells yoga gear it's like lemon le- L- lululemon lululemon, lululemon. lululemon. Yeah. she's a, a yeah. lululemon lady at this point in her <laughs> in her life so,
1: and we've got her in 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 uh, the mayor is two-faced uh, yes she's trying, important right she is trying to do this big score. She's trying to take it ah, out. She's so to I got, out.
0: Well, I'll take it from here, Josh. Yeah. I, I didn't need that much okay. help. All right, here we go. Okay. So Catwoman's <laughs> got this big score. And the big score is this. In order to solve all the problems that happen in this book, Catwoman needs to break into an unpenetrable Bat. fortress, which is yes. not a bank, not a, uh, a Fort Knox, not a uh, political institution, but the Batcave. The Batcave. And so, in order to uh, break into the Batcave, she recruits a ragtag team, including the Croc. Mm -hmm. We've got. The Riddler. The Riddler. We've got some new characters, such as the Riddler's daughter in this one, Mm -hmm. and uh, a tech hacker, which is the son of an. Asian American that I I I know is probably part of Batman lore because it felt like it, but I didn't. I was unaware of. We'll talk about that. Um, and uh, that's that's basically what we're dealing with. We're dealing and, with a and the, cat Catwoman and the demon himself. Etrigan, oh, Etrigan. is also
1: in this bad boy. Non-rhyming yeah, so Etrigan. Little, no, non-rhyming Echagon. So we've got all of these characters in here. Dan, we asked you. I gave you two books. I said, all right, pick one of these two books. Uh catwoman Lonely City or Batman One Dark Knight. uh one is a jock book that we still might do someday, I didn't and the know other' is a no, I didn't know this gauntlet you threw down to Dan, <laughs> yeah, so Dan, what made you decide? you said you were gonna you said you ended up reading them did you read them both or you said you got I, I
2: own, both, you uh, own both I'm gonna start the next one
1: so I mean, i'm so I'm curious why did you why this one? why did you go like i'm gonna do I want the catwoman book
2: what I one? find that I'm like. Unless it's Michelle Pfeiffer's version, I'm not a big Catwoman fan. I me guess, never either, Dan. Let's talk about this. gravitated towards her. And, and so you wanted to give it a I, wanted to, it a I wanted to be fair and give it a shot. All right. Um, and I'll get more to that when we talk about our favorite panels, what drew okay. me to it. And I like the black label a lot. I just wanted to try something different and maybe find... Uh, gives a character I've never thought of as, as being as great as she is as it was purportedly another ch- ch- stab at it. So, and so then the first chapter I thought was an interesting one. You gave us two the, the good, good premise.
0: You gave yeah. us two points of entry there, Dan, uh, black label or Catwoman herself, Josh. Yeah. Where are we going? Black label, this book, black label, or are we going Catwoman woman, the character?
1: I mean we've talked we've talked about black label before on the podcast. So let's let's keep this conversation let's keep the black label part really quick and then we'll jump into the character. Dan, how many black label have you have you been checking out the black label books at DC? I love them. Out? I what? love them. I don't <laughs> know
2: if I've seen one that's bad kind of thing. So and why do you know why do you love that. them? Why do you love them? Well, I mean I think it's just we can get rid of the facade that these are for kids, not that that's ever been that big in my lifetime. But there's you can just take it into a very dark place, or it's just more adult, for lack of better words.
1: Okay. I think yeah. that's one I think that's one thing that al- I think it allows you to do for sure. I know for me, one of the things that I really love Black Label is it's a one-and-done story.
0: You out of continuity. Out. I like one and yeah, done. It's
1: out of continuity. You don't have to worry about a bunch of other issues. fluff. I, I have a really hard time right now. They just, and I don't want to say, I think they're on issue seven <laughs> with Chip Zdarsky. Zdarsky just took over Batman. But you wouldn't know that if you weren't paying attention to Batman, right? So I was like, what it? okay, I can jump back into Batman because I had read Scott Snyder, um, you know, that, yeah. King, that run with that. I read some of the Tom King run uh, and then kind of fell off that. Um, and then uh, what's his
0: name was doing? Tyrion. Uh, is that yeah, Tyr- Tyrion
1: was doing one. And now Tinian,
0: Tinian, James Tyrion. Tinian. And Tyrion Lannister is a Game of Thrones character, but
1: yeah. (laughs) And then we've got, and now you've got Zdarsky doing one and I tried it. I jumped on, I read a couple issues of the Zdarsky one, but I'm just having trouble with monthly. I'm having trouble like staying on monthly books, right? Like every, every four, every month, you know, regular issues of comic books. I think with the black label book, you wait, you get a twice as much story in one book. I don't mind waiting because I know I'm only it's it's gonna be done this year. I'm gonna read these four issues. It'll be done this year three issues, it'll be done in half a year or whatever. Hold them, it is. Hold them up, and Josh. Hold up those it.
0: hold up those issues. Josh yeah, so I've got them individually.
1: I've got the four floppies right here. I bought the alternate black and white covers. So these are the covers I got. Um, I ordered them online cause I didn't have a store that I was going to regularly. I'm like, Oh, it's, it came out. I'm going to order it from Midtown. So I just ordered from Midtown. I probably paid a little more cause I had them shipped to my house instead of like being a local comic book guy. But um, you know, it just wasn't in my capacity to drive all the way over to wherever. So I'm like, Oh, it came out. I'll order it. I'll see it in a while because I didn't need to read it right away. I think that's the other part about the black label books, right? Like if I buy it and I let it sit for a little bit so I can read it in the next one, I'm okay with that.
2: You know. Sometimes you lose the story monthly, particularly if it stretches for a while, and you'll find yourself having to go back and read. I, that definitely happened during Death of a Family with Snyder for me. Yeah. It's like, oh, what happened? And I have to go back and reread it versus a straight read. You keep it in your brain in order.
1: Yeah. So both of you guys did this digitally, right? Mm-hmm. I did. All, All right. right. So, I, I mean... Travis, I mean, we've talked about Black Label before. So quick, what did you find appealing about a Black Label, like a book like this? Well, Black Label?
0: just to echo your uh, compliments to Black Label, I think it's that one shot done is what Dan said and what you echoed with that. Uh, and then it's the sense of out of continuity, which I really love. I love the oversized books. And I love those actual copies that you have there. I, I, yeah. I wish I had started getting into the actual Physical copies of Black Label a long time ago because those those are those are amazing looking books. They really do a good job on that. They make comics something that you want to get back in your hands again, which to me is a big thing. You know, (laughs) which is cool. Right? Yeah, because it's so easy for me to just like click Kindle, and I've just been doing that for shipment purposes and things like that. Yeah. Um. Uh. But we. I, I also. As black labels, I think it's probably in its third year or fourth year now. Um, I'm starting to notice, notice some of its limitations. One of them being the um, how frequent it comes out. You know, because because this is a one shot, we, we we think about. All right, the best thing is if it's four long issues, have your story all plotted out. In fact, treat it like a um, a Netflix series or a premier TV series where have all of them out and then just deliver them like monthly or, you know, whatever it is, every couple of months. Yeah. So you should have all your um, issues out within six months for sure. Uh, this this Black Label book is something you you mentioned to me almost a year ago that you wanted to do after the first book came out. And it's taken this long for it to all come out. And to be put into the Kindle digital form and to be accessible to everyone and stuff like that. Maybe the last book was earlier. and We're just now getting to it. I'm sure it was a few months earlier. So this one came out,
1: number one, came out December of 2021.
0: Alright, so oh, a little, God. a little
1: over a year ago to get four issues out, right? Um, and, and they are oversized and
0: so issues. Um, so they are oversized
1: issues. I think my my well, my I thing let, me with give, it, let me
0: give one more uh, one yeah, more. My, so that was the, I, I, what I said. I loved about it. I, I think that's what they do really great. And then um, the frequency at which they come out, I think they can improve on. But also, what I this is the first time I noticed it with this one. The last time we talked about black labels with the Suicide Squad get get, get Joker book. And we talked about uh, some issues with with Black Label, um, speaking of cats. uh, (laughs) uh, And so this one was a book, and we'll talk about this, I think, as we get into it, is this is a book that I didn't think needed to have the R rating, but took it to the R rating because it was Black Label. Like, I felt like they dropped some, they they forced some F-bombs in there, and they forced some more gory panels but if they had removed five f-bombs and six gory panels it didn't have to have that black label to it where it was darker than anything else so that's my thing i think we've reached the point where i i'm 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 kind of looking at black label as more of a hey this is out of continuity and something interesting Mm -hmm. and something very condensed I don't know if I need to have the gore and language in a black label book to be considered black label. Yeah, no, I I get
1: that. That's a weird statement coming
0: from me because you know how much I love gore and language.
1: And and for me, I think like one of the – and it just really this book and then a couple other things, a couple other books that I was like, oh, I want to check that one out. This one took a while to come out, and I think it's just like, I don't know. I mean, Cliff Jang's doing everything on it. So kudos to Cliff Chang. He drew it. He colored it. He wrote it. He lettered it. The whole nine yards. So this is his baby. So it took him over a year to get like, to get it all out. That's, that's fine. But like issues were coming out every two months, and I was like, all right, when's the next one coming out? And then there was a big gap, and then the next issue. I'm like, okay, all right, when's the next one coming out? And the last two issues took a longer period of time to come out, and that's okay. Um, I just wish I – like, those are things like, hey, this is going to be a quarterly book. It's going to come out every three months. Okay, cool. I dig that. I can do that. Or like you said, if treat it like a graphic novel, get it all done, and then release it in in steady chunks instead of the varying – release time for it that's that's the only thing for me where i was like oh man this should have been out and done you know in eight months instead of a little over you know uh over about a year to get to get through the whole thing you know so let's talk let's talk catwoman let's talk Catwoman. um so catwoman book catwoman in the future um let's talk a little bit about uh Travis, we well, and Dan, you've yeah, been on I'm,
0: the show. Yeah, I'm curious about like Dan's uh, idea of a uh, Catwoman because we've pr- primarily done, we've done some Bat family adjacent stuff. Uh, you know, we've talked about some other characters besides Batman. But we've never talked specifically about Catwoman. And you mentioned the Michelle uh, Pfeiffer reference earlier. And I think, and that's for me too, that is my int- real introduction to, to Catwoman. I wasn't, you know... It wasn't in the nineteen sixties. I'm not I'm not that old. Uh, uh, on the the podcast, even though maybe the hottest scout woman. Um, and <laughs> I just I, you know she's pretty gorgeous. Yeah. yeah, I do I don't know what this the character 60s. has been other than the uh, oh, hey, this is the Love interest of Batman? Can we can we officially say that on this podcast? Are we going to make this? Well, they this got married. They, they almost and the top King married.
1: Well, in Tom King's run and then they're like, Whoa, whoa, pump the brakes, buddy, this is black label now, right? And they mm-hmm. moved it over to black label, but they, they were I think an item, right? Like you look and you
0: watch the over, animated over. series
1: over. It and over is, it and is over the again.
0: pairing, right? If it's like, uh, if you right. say, um if we're talking like uh, romantic lovers and I say Romeo, you say Juliet, if I say, you know, Batman, then you say Catwoman Catwoman. right it's either
1: Catwoman or Wonder Woman those are like the two where you kind of see
0: them pair up Wonder Woman
1: has been a thing I know maybe Travis is caught up yeah yeah I'm like what
2: just that's adjacent right I feel like them's fighting words because it's I always feel like Wonder Woman goes to Superman first but then it's always on the back it's always on the back burner because I do there's a comic recently where I saw Bruce Wayne and Wonder Woman like
0: Oh, well, and there's like just, Justice League Unlimited, just yeah. like yeah. the
1: cartoon Justice Vicky League Unlimited. Vale.
0: Kind of, there's, uh, some other, the other, other things. things, yeah. Zatanna, yeah. right? right? You've got like,
1: look, he's a, he's a. He's a millionaire playboy, right? Like
0: uh, R- Rosh's daughter, Talia. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah that's, that, that's that, right? That's they the, have a kid. That's the main right? one, probably. That, that, Damien? That, that's the right? great, yeah, great, great call, Dan, because that might be the, the biggest.
2: Well, they had a baby. He was mm-hmm. never really feeling it. She's just so sexy, he can't say no, right? But and they had a baby together, unbeknownst to uh, Batman. But I think the Catwoman love, tryst, interest goes back at least
1: to the 60s well i i love the idea of it because again catwoman is a thief who steals from billionaires and batman is a billionaire right who prevents thieves right so it's like this sort of like very (coughs) pardon me it's this very sort of good marriage and catwoman is evil but does she i mean in the comic book she's stealing I mean, you paint her as this, she's stealing from bad guys, right? Like Robin bad Hood. billionaires, right? She's very Robin Hood. And um, you can make her gray very easily, right? You can make her villainy gray. So that Batman can be like, okay, it's not, you're not a pure, you're not the Joker. You're not the Riddler who's like killing people. You're a burglar who sneaks in and steals stuff. So your villainy's okay, right? Um, And I think the idea of like they both wear a mask and they both leave this this double life and all those sort of things all really kind of like pairs them off well.
2: And it works linguistically, right? Cat, bat. I mean, mm-hmm. you think of it, they, it works so well linguistically, Rat. they made Catman, you know, it's like, <laughs> what, it's like a C-rated villain. Yeah. Uh, and correct me if I'm wrong. I want to say Catwoman goes back to issue number one in 1940. So she's been there for the beginning. Uh, I think I think Batman number one is the first appearance of Joker and Catwoman. So she's just been there forever. And I don't know why I've never leaned towards her. I always just see her as no romantic interest. I, you, didn't, there, you didn't read the
1: '90s Catwoman? Remember Catwoman? Had I have, do like, remember. Uh, yeah, yeah. During the like claw on yeah. the font.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I've, well, in year one, Frank Miller's Catwoman's. It, you see that where she takes off a little bit, like. Maybe she's a working girl on the street. Maybe she, you see that in this newest rendition of the movie. Oh, in the movie, she's just a cocktail waitress. That's where she gets New her kind speech. of
0: Hispanic background, too, right? In year one. Yes. Right. It, it was well, just a, a darker
2: complexion. Yes, you're right. Now, like, you say that. And it, that's where I see her starting to take on attributes that I do like. And then... It's just little kid me who had a crush on the 60s one when I'd see it. Well, Julie and then, Newmar action? Yeah. Well, and there was three of them, right? Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. There were three seasons and three Catwomans. Uh, and well,
1: Julie Newmar, Eartha, Eartha Kitt, Kit and the one that's in the movie. There's one okay. in the Batman 66 movie, and I can't remember her name for the life of me. But Julie and Newmar then, uh, had the eyebrows. Her eyebrow. Remember, like, she did her eyebrows all up like she would her feather mind. her eyebrows. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. um, But... Okay. So we've got Wonder Woman. We're in the future. We've talked, I mean, Dan, you were on when we did, uh, the Batman apocalypse story, right? And he's carrying Joker's head around, yeah, yeah. right? So this is another future flung story. So I think like these alternate realities are black label or what used to be, uh, what they call them before? Elseworlds. Elseworlds stories. Are ripe for like jumping into the future. So we've got ten years into the future. What did you find interesting, both of you, about this ten-year future story? Right, it's not the apocalypse. It's not the end of the world. It's not like um, she has to travel through whatever. We get this sort of big government story in the future. Did you find something appealing about that? Did you did you like the setting? What were your thoughts
2: on it, Dan? It goes back to. I think one reason I have a hard time with the monthly books is the universe is just so vast. It's yeah. like jumping into Bob Dylan. You don't know where to start. <laughs> you know, it's like that's just so big. And the Bat family in the books is just so vast yeah. that when you have a one shot, you can, you can just jump in and get out and not have to it, – well, it, another thing too, because the universe is so vast and the characters all have their own arcs, I think something you see in Black Label and used to be all is a willingness to experiment. Yeah. And here you see a bat universe minus the bat. And what happens once he's gone? And I think you see that a lot in the Batman books the past 10 years of it, it is the Joker, the Joker because Batman's in town. That's been a refraining. That's yeah. been a refrain in the comics that authors love to tackle are,
0: that. Authors love to tackle yeah. the, like why is the Joker, the Joker? You know, and and, and the
2: answer lately has been Batman. Yeah. Well, it's always, it's always delivered
0: in a, uh, a climactic Joker monologue about his and Batman's relationship or a flashback monologue in which we'll get here. Yeah. And,
1: and I think one of the, I, I think one of the interesting about this is that we're in the future, but I'm Travis, you and I did like a string of
0: apocalypse
1: books. Remember, like we just did a slew of them and it was all like the every the wastelands of america and whatever it's called 2022 people (laughs) but this one we kind of get this this police state in gotham right we get um a two-faced who's been reformed who reformed i use big quotes right like he ultimately gets what he wants he's in control of gotham
2: Right, that's where I couldn't tell if it wasn't somewhat based in continuity. They that's the thing; writers get to take what they want. Yeah, because right? there was like I was like, wait a minute, is this in continuity? Because isn't this a refrain here? Uh, like, isn't this what I see? Sorry to interrupt you, John. No, that's okay. Yeah, no, it's yeah, a yeah. very sort. It's
1: a very sort of like Lex Luthory story, right? Like, let's right. tell the story where the villain is now in charge, right? So Lex Luthor becomes president, president. And, and this one two-face becomes mayor but he's able to become mayor after batman and he without batman there's this void right because we got rid of batman we got rid of robin we got rid of nightwing um and in this universe batgirl is paralyzed right so it's the um yes yes that's you know, right so, so she's still oracle batgirl. you have oracle batgirl and catwoman is gone so you don't have this this superhero right Ooh. if you will to stand it-
2: in and what does Mayor Dent do? He makes a police force full of robot-looking Batman. Uh, Batman. Right? right? Like, Batman. he makes a yeah.
1: squad of Batman to to save Gotham City in the absence of Batman. And I, you get to play with future, but you don't have to make it... Too wild,
2: right? Well, and that's why go to go back to your original question to me: why I did like it. You see different takes on old characters in these books that make it very appealing to jump into. Like, for instance, no, I don't know a character in the Bat universe that can be so divergent as Killer Croc. You see him; (laughs) you've seen him in the book Joker, and he was a street thug wearing a, a chain. You see him here. He's almost the same, but he's much more lovable and cartoony. Uh, but he's also very heroic. So you see, it takes on characters in these books that you're not used to seeing. You,
1: and you get you get Poison Ivy, right? You get all of these. I I think that's why I love the future book. Is you get a snapshot. I mean, think of like Old Man Logan, and think of right. like. Any right. of these books, you get to see these characters in the future and go like, "Oh, what happened to them? What are they doing now that Batman's gone? Now that the city's in the hands of Two Face?" Right, Travis. When we look at this future story, what's something that you liked about it? What's something that you didn't quite like about it? Or maybe there isn't something. I mean, what's the thing that you glommed onto? What's something you're like, eh, you know, as you're looking at this ten years in the future story about? Um,
0: What what I I like about this is I like the heist, uh, and this is something that I think uh, this book might be the first to address post Batman this far. And I I, I, but I can't be right because it seems so obvious. Is the if Batman's gone, you know, and we're in this, we have a we have a, a, a heist, you know, book. What do we what right. do we steal? We, we go into the bat cave, right? in the sense of th- this isn't the book the first book I don't think that has ever had a character try to get into the bat cave, but it feels the the length of it and the, the build up to stealing get, breaking yeah. into the bat cave I feel like is a really good plot point in the sense of, hey what what's going to motivate us? We're trying to break through our friends' defenses. right. You know, and because Right, what do we
1: know about
2: him?
0: What do we so, you know what I mean? So yeah, yeah, paranoid it's good... Yeah. It's so yeah, it's it's, it's so paranoid. It's compelling. It's is. a
2: compelling story. And and it's high reward when they finally do get in it. And you can't often I don't often say that about a comic book, that there's a there's a high reward for the reader once the the it's cracked.
0: Yes. And you're like, Oh, they're in. And it requires several things. It requires magic. It requires technology. It requires agility. It requires teamwork. It requires multiple levels of uh, intelligence, you know, to get into the Batcave. It's not just like... Well, well, you
1: think about... You think about... It's a very Ocean's Eleven. It's a very sort of this idea, like every character has their part of the the plot to be there. It's a nice film. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and I thought... It was a you know it was a really it is a very good heist film, but it also plays with the future world and the police state and a and a bunch of different conversations around like how do we you know what does the future look like without Batman, or yeah. you know it we think about the idea and you know there have been cities where they have drones that fly around and can follow you right and go like, Oh, this thing happened. We're gonna use this drone um to go ahead, like they have they can go check all of these things to see like where did this crime take place right there was this one i was i would listen to the po- this podcast where they had this these drones that flew over the city and you could take all the pictures that they took as it because it's this big three sixty camera as it flies around and you could track where things happened right this sort of police state thing or we watch all these. All these shows were like great with and usually in in London or in Great Britain uh, in the UK where they have the cameras everywhere. Right. And you want to track the villain and you just follow CCTV. the camera. And and yeah. And so this is that very sort of like um police state future Gotham without Batman that Batman has been holding back this. And you have. Two-Face wants in because he wants the bat tech in order to make his control on batman stronger Catwoman wants in to get rid of you know this sort of control of harvey dent and i i thought it was a really interesting story well, to kind of dive
0: into it you asked me two questions you, you asked me yeah. uh what i, what I uh, liked and i think that that bat he- bat cave heist was one of them yeah uh, what i uh there were two things that kind of i was like oh okay i, I feel like i've seen this maybe too many times one okay. I think this is an issue with uh, like postmodern comics is the fact and how prevalent the awareness of superheroes is to the superhero world, where it becomes okay. commercial, where it's like you know the the Riddler's daughter is wearing a Wonder Woman's t shirt while while stealing few <laughs> stuff. Yeah, this sense of like commercialism of superheroes, which which I understand because we live in that world. But it's just, I've just seen it so many times that I just don't, like, artistic-wise, I don't need to see references to the universe peppered into product placement in these books anymore. I, I, I'm just kind okay. of, uh, that that thing, it kind of wears on me, and I guess if it's going to work, it's going to work in this book. I think this book probably is a book where that, that should work a little bit more, because Batman has been gone, but it's not like people wearing a bunch of, like, in, 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 the Dark Knight, you, Batman, Batman is devoid of the, of the sto- story, I guess for yeah. the public. Right. But you don't see a lot of people wearing like, um, Batman lives or Batman, this stuff like that. You have the sense that this world understands superheroes and they have that, but it's not like this obsession with it. And it, it makes sense. It would be our world is obsessed with superheroes and superhero products. Right. And we, they don't even live here, but there's something about, all these comics showing it that just gets a little exhausting.
2: I feel feel the same way. It's a little too meta. It's like, I I just tell me the joke. I don't need a joke about the joke about comic (laughs) books. You know what I mean? Yeah. I
1: I wonder if, um, so Tom King did that miracle, uh, Mr. Miracle book. And in that book, Scott, every time you see him, he's wearing a superhero shirt. And so it was a very it was uh Mitch Garretts did the art for that. Mm-hmm. And so I like ever since that book it has appeared in a lot of other comic book art, right? Cuz I think it was a take on Mr. Miracle not feeling like he was an actual superhero, mm-hmm. right? And so continually wearing those those things but you're right, we see it in here all the time. I to to tack on that, what did you think of the symbolism of sort of like everyone wearing the Catwoman mask. That was my other that thing. Cartoony uh, you, you used for, I loved
0: you, it. You made my way into my second thing. I, I would say okay. that it works here. I would say that I, I don't think it's very original. It feels very uh, uh, Alan Moore to me. It feels very yeah, I mean, right. v, for, yeah. v for Vendetta, v for Vendetta. Yeah, right? right. Uh, and then it also feels very 2006, <laughs> you know, like we're doing, we're That's all taking on this anonymous mask. Um, as yeah. part of, uh, uh, rioting, uh, the sense of, and it also feels very, what we don't like about this stuff. We talked about this before the Punisher aspect of taking on the uh, visual moniker of a hero to promote your political ideals. And in this case, right. we're going for it cause we're rooting for Catwoman, but at the same oh, time, right, I'm yeah. also rooting for Punisher and so it becomes like, oh my gosh, like that plastic Catwoman mask. You know, if this book was a huge book, we would see that stuff in like five years. But yeah. I guess, I guess I can, I, I, I'm i not blaming the the artists or the no. writers for that. They're creating these things. But again, when I saw that, I was like, this is almost like, hey, and you can use this, kids, when you need to revolt. <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, I can see that. That's interesting because I liked it, but now that you're uh, listening to you, I think I liked it for all the wrong reasons. Because it was weirdly comforting and like it was a throwback to The Dark Knight. When I did see it, I was like, okay, he's straight up stealing this from The Dark Knight or from Alan Moore, you know. But uh, maybe that's the reason I secretly liked it is it was like, oh, this is something I'm familiar with, something I can hang my hat on. And in that instance, inside the fiction, I was rooting
0: for Catwoman. Oh, as, right. As, right. as yeah, as a not as a tilt of the hat, it works. Chef's kits. Yeah. yeah, it's right. I th-
1: I I thought it was a really kind of like if you think if you're trying to tie it to modern uh, story, modern America, right? That one percent anonymous mask, you know, that whole thing is a real thing, and so they they were stealing from V for Vendetta, right? Because, like that money mask, ice taking,
0: and stuff like that. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah.
1: But then when you look at this, you're, you're taking this, you're, you're mirroring American culture, mirroring culture and what's the mass they take. Right. They take that Catwoman thing to promote their political idea. So I see it as like, this is art imitating life, imitating art. Right. Which is the, which is the very sort of very Dan, Dan like this very meta thing, right. That it's, you know, in the United States, we took this comic book character mask from a Alan Moore, you know, from it's used in the Alan Moore story. And then they take it and they do this part with it to in real life. And then it's duplicated again in this story to do it. So I, I thought it was a really interesting, really interesting piece of it. So let's let's talk really quick about what character, what side character did you find the most interesting? What, what side character did you find the most interesting?
2: I, I found it interesting that I thought it was interesting that in this story, aging is a real thing, and like everybody mellows. The Penguins was sweet old man, <laughs> uh, you know, and, uh, and Eddie is now Eddie the Riddler. The Riddler yeah. excuse me, is now Eddie and his daughters. Eddie. I, I thought the interest. I I just thought it was interesting that the best version of male masculinity in this book was the Riddler. I thought that was interesting. I was like, the Riddler right. like a good
0: guy. Yeah, yeah. Really, yeah the, the Riddler's like a good guy, and you kept waiting. Uh, you kept you, waiting for the betrayal. You kept waiting for that. Right, yeah, right, and it never comes. It never comes. Right, and
1: I, uh, I think that I think a really good way to play the story. Right, you keep waiting for him to do the wrong thing, and he doesn't. I thought it was. I thought it was a really cool way to do it. uh What did you think about the twist of uh of or like they need someone to show up, so Etrigan shows up. What did you think of Etrigan? I, I, it
2: took me by complete surprise, right? and I kept wondering, who the hell is this again? Who the hell is this again? I, I was testing my Batman, uh, my DC knowledge. It wasn't until he busted into uh, his outfit that I was like, oh, it's the demon. <laughs> Lord. Yeah, okay. And I straight up don't know who the little Asian lady is. Yeah, that's oh,
0: why I didn't know, is, she, seems like she, she, know her. End, she seems like we yeah, should, should know her. she shows up at the end. We seems like we should know her. Uh-huh. Maybe, it's,
1: maybe it's just her neighbor. Maybe it's just... It feels Kevin like the, a famous the costume
0: maker in the DC universe. Right, right. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah.
1: All right, so, uh, Travis, favorite side character that showed up?
0: Uh, I thought the croc, uh, like you said, he's been used different ways, and you know the fact that they were trying to infantize him so much, like, this guy's going to die. But, like, his 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 death does make uh, uh, a his Black Goonies, Goonies like death? Yeah, yeah. His Goonies
1: like death, though? Like, he's saving
0: everybody yeah. very
1: much, like, Sloth and the Goonies? Yeah, and
0: they, they echo that later. Um, I feel like that was... Uh, a, a good moment and a good callback to it although with etrigan in, in there at the end they're like i wish croc could be here for this like oh no you don't because croc has no magic and that's what you needed to to yeah to deal like, with this is this. what you needed they yeah. needed yeah. to do why it. you're in the story yeah, yeah, sure. yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: but i you know for me i really did like croc i really did sort of dig the um, I liked uh, Poison Ivy showing up. I thought Poison Ivy had like some incredible like. They're like, what does is, what is she what does she do and not do using these powers all the time to save Gotham? It's true. When like all of a sudden she's like, and then here's my giant plants. I thought it was. I we can talk about sort of like the. Yeah. I love the. I love the team of it. I thought it was a great sort of team. Poison Ivy um, wasn't, wasn't was.
0: my favorite, but I, I don't know what my issue was with that. I feel like that was, uh, I don't want to say pandering, but maybe that's the best word for it is the sense of like, uh, we need this, uh, not peace for the team, but we need this personality, which didn't seem like Poison Ivy to me. She seemed like very much like, uh, I'll talk about the software. <laughs> but you need, you need. Well,
1: you needed that. What you needed is you needed that
0: sassy. You needed a sassy best friend. You needed yeah. a sassy best friend. This is a story. Yes, um, you, did, you, you needed did the. She's usually been that to like Harley Quinn, right? And that we needed that, right, right. Woman. right. And
1: so here she plays, and here she plays it for Catwoman, or Harley Quinn has been that for Poison Ivy, mm-hmm. and here Poison Ivy gets to be that for, uh, gets to be that for Catwoman. All let's right, let's talk really about quick. art. art Yeah, Art. Cliff Chang. I love Cliff Chang. Fantastic. Um, I really liked his run in the New 52 on Wonder Woman. I have it on my shelf right now. That's where I know it. Loved his art. Uh, What did you guys think of the Catwoman design? The art of the Catwoman design.
2: Well, uh, God dang it, I wanted to go last. Uh, I like that this is where I did like the meta. I thought that when she gets in the cave and she finds her old costume and she puts it on and it's a throwback to the 60s, I thought that was cool with the old uh, the mask from the 60s. You want me to tell you my favorite uh, panel? Yeah, yeah, go for it. So, tell me your favorite okay, panel. Well, now I have to find it. It's the <laughs> standard cover to issue four, because I just thought it was so clever. And I don't know if you notice, and I have a giant glare. Let me close my blinds. Uh, if you notice on the cover of issue four, there's a hidden, it just looks like the bat cave. Yeah. Right? Until you realize the cave is also a bat. The hidden
1: bat. Yeah, the yeah, hidden yeah, yeah. I just thought it was yeah.
2: cool. And I really liked I liked it when they broke into the Batcave. I thought it was a rewarding read. It was like, oh, this is cool. I'm at and then the little kid in me has always been fascinated by the Bat Cave. And I, I have an issue to pick I have with my Batman writers. I don't like that everybody knows about the Bat Cave. I think one reason we grew up with reading Batman the way we read it is the Batcave's secret, man. And I yeah. like it as a secret. And I just love the idea of someone getting in there. And this is so stupid. It's the best I got. If, if I was ever president, I figure I'm going to build a bat cave in the White House. I'm just <laughs> going to have a room where it's no full one of knows, monitors. No. Yeah. Full of monitors, you know. And the bat cave's dope. I love the bat cave. Yeah. So I thought it was awesome.
0: All right, Travis. Uh, Art- dove, Dovetailing on that, mine is the uh, uh, bat cave breaking in, the bottom panels on. Uh, page uh, 169. And this is not about the, so much the art, about the art sequencing. I thought that uh, Chang did a really great job of building tension. When Batwoman, when Catwoman is trying to get into the Batcave and she's crawling over that wall, I, I was getting yeah. vertigo and I was getting sweaty palms reading this book. Like her, like, you know, they've established that, that sense that she can't hold on as much as she used to, that, her, that she's not capable of that as much as she used to be. And then the way they sequence those panels. So it's, for me, it's not just about the art, which is a little bit more between cartoony and house style. It, it is. It's more about the, the brilliance of the sequencing of these scenes that are dramatic or tension based what About you, Josh. I really, I, yeah,
1: I really dug the art. I think he does. I mean, we talked about it. He does a lot of good nods in this. He does when he's doing the news panels, it's all the, it's the Batman returns news panels. Yeah. And so it's the, in the nine panel grid, I think it's fantastic. He's great. The colors are amazing. The colors in this book colors. are so good. He does such a good job of setting mood, whether it's at night or it's like during the day or it's the neon of the city and the sunset. All of those things are really good for me. Uh, favorite panels are probably I'm trying to find it right now. Uh, it's the flashback where you get uh, Selena. And Bruce together and she has the the Eartha Kit costume on. Or not like she has no mask, but she has the ears and she has the long hair. Um I can't find it right now, but that that those panels where you see her and that kind of classic outfit as she's chasing around Batman um are great. I yeah. love those. Those are fantastic. I love those costumes. I think those are one
0: of well, the what costume the
1: costume design in this is great.
0: One of the things this book really made me Think about because uh, I hadn't read a, a bat-related book in a while. Is the state of Batman, you know, the the way it is? It's 2023 now. We're at the beginning of a new year. Yeah. We've we've had some interesting years of Batman, and I, I, I kind of want to talk more with you guys about about the state of Batman and kind of like where we are. I want to do like, like kind of like a bat checkup. Is that is that possible? All right, let's do a bat checkup
1: next. Next episode, Bat Checkup. Folks, we want to thank you for tuning in. You can find us on comicexposure.com. You can follow us uh, on whatever podcast app you use. Subscribe, like, do all that stuff. Um, Rate us, tell your grandma about it. We want to thank you for tuning in. We'll see you next week where we still have Dr. Dan, the Batman fan, talking about Batman. All right, we'll see you next trade.